What is up, you guys? I hope you are having an amazing, incredible day. Welcome back to the Happy Bod Squad pod. It's your girl, Coach Coco, and I have Coach Martina here with me to share with you how to overcome emotional eating. So hi, Martina. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Super excited to um, talk about my most favorite topic of all. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited for you to talk about this as well. And for those of you who don't know, Coach Martina, she is like this guru slash angel when it comes to emotional eating and that relationship with food. And that was honestly like the thing that I felt like we really connected on when you first came onto the team was seeing all the content that you were creating around emotional eating, relationship with food, food freedom, and this like dysmorphic relationship that I think a lot of us have with food. And it's so much more than just like, you know, eat this, don't eat that calories in calories out. There's really all these amazing complexities and dynamics on the relationship that we have with our food. And so I'm just excited for you to like pour into clients. I already know we haven't even started, we haven't even started talking and I already know this is going to be an awesome episode. Um, so first off, I think it's really important that we have a really clear definition for what emotional eating is. Cause I think for some of us, we may have different perceptions. So what really is emotional eating? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to start with that, to identify what it is, you know, kind of how it works, because it is something that I personally struggled with for many years without actually knowing it. I would just be in this moment, basically not being able to stop eating certain foods or just like always looking for comfort food in certain situations. And I just like never connected it um, to something else than just the food itself. And basically what emotional eating is, is eating to cope with your emotions. And it has nothing to do with your um, physiological hunger. So, so many times when we even try to change something when it comes to emotional eating or break the cycle, and we only work with the food itself, that's why it can be very, very challenging. Um, mm-hmm. Because the issue is deeper than that. So emotional eating is driven by unmet needs and food becomes our response to the feelings that we don't know how to process, um, feelings that we, you know, maybe don't want to feel, we, we want to avoid them. Um, and food provides temporary distraction, relief, escape, you know, from any unpleasant thoughts or physical or emotional states. And mm-hmm. we are using this mechanism because we haven't developed other ways of coping with negative emotions. Um, it is not that we need more self-control or willpower when it comes to food. Uh, it just becomes the coping mechanism. And um, it doesn't always have to be just negative emotions. We can be using food also to enhance our positive experiences too. And it was kind of my uh, personal journey as well that food for me was just go-to for everything. You know, if it was when I was happy, like it was the food. When I was sad, it was the food. So it was just kind of like my solution um, to every yeah. situation. Um, and what's important to understand as well is that when we're eating emotionally, we are eating in response to our mind without um, consulting our body. Um, so we're feeding our body from the physical standpoint, but it didn't ask for it. And we're eating 
to fill empty spaces, to deal with situations that are unpleasant. And um, eating is our go-to to change or manage our emotions quickly. So um, it's a form of denying them or calming down those feelings in an attempt to bring ourselves um, back to the balance. Exactly. And it's really challenging to find that balance with food and emotional eating, because, you know, so many of us, we're just programmed to use food in every situation, right? Like, I think it's really common for us to associate emotional eating with I'm stressed, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, I'm going to use food. But we also use food when we're excited, when we're celebrating, when we're happy, when good things happen. So there's also both sides of the dichotomy when it comes to emotional eating and food maybe unlike other substances, we need to eat food to live Mm -hmm. and survive. And so it's like learning how to have that positive relationship is something that takes time and it takes conscious effort. And I know that this was a big part of your own personal transformation journey. I'm just like super curious for you. What was that turning point where you sort of realized, oh my gosh, I'm using food as a coping mechanism. And not only that, but I'm truly ready to let it go and create freedom. It was basically playing a scientist in a way um, and started to look at those basically binges as an experiment and really trying Mm. to detach from it of like, oh my God, what did I do? Why did I eat all these foods and feeling guilty and ashamed of the behavior? And oh my God, it was a full pack of cookies. And why did I do that? And just trying to take a look at it. Okay, what exactly happened? And I would actually sit down and write down what was happening in that moment? What happened that day? You know, what was I thinking? What was I, Mm. you know, what, what did I actually want in that moment? And I started doing that on a regular basis um, because I tried everything, you know, I tried to be more strict in my, you know, eating, I tried different kinds of diets and I thought that's going to be helpful once I have more rules and I'm more strict and it wasn't helping. So I was, I was just starting to look at what's happening in those actual moments and reflecting back on those situations. And that's when I realized that it's my thoughts that are starting the cycle of emotional eating and our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions which the action is the eating of those cookies I'll just be using cookies as an example is perfect we usually don't want to eat broccoli right when we're eating emotionally um so I was always just looking at that part the action of eating those cookies. But if you're just trying to fight with that part, that's just the symptom. It's not the root cause. And that's why it's not going to work. So I kind of tried to backtrack it. Like, where is it starting? And first I identified that I was feeling a certain way in those moments. And for me, three biggest feelings when I was eating emotionally was um, feeling anxious um, about my job, not this job, when I was a flight attendant. <laughs> just want to make it super clear. <laughs> Good to clarify, thank you. <laughs> yes. And the, the second one was feeling lonely. And um, third one was when I had negative thoughts about my body. So mm-hmm. it started making more sense. Like, okay, I'm feeling specific ways in these situations. And that's one when I'm eating. 
And then I started backtracking even more of what, what, what am I thinking in those moments? And that's when it started making more sense that it's actually not about um, the food itself. And even if you want to do something with the cycle, you have to start with that thought. Um, yeah. You have certain thoughts. I can use that example. Maybe I had some negative thoughts about my body. Let's say I was just telling myself, you know, um, you know, uh, I need to lose weight. I don't like how, what I see in the mirror. And it was, you know, horrible things sometimes. And that would cause me to feel negative, obviously, which I didn't know what to do with that emotion. So then I reached out for food. Um, and I would be eating, you know, maybe whole package of cookies, maybe ice cream chips, like usually it's foods that are higher in sugar, higher in fat, a processed, something that is crunchy, all of those foods have effect uh, on our body. And mm -hmm. then after eating that, um, I would be feeling guilty, ashamed, frustrated, and that would be basically doubling down on the original emotion. So even yeah. if you have that relief in that moment instantly, because maybe you're eating something sugary and it is triggering dopamine and serotonin release in your brain, then that's just very, very short term. And then it's going to hit you, those negative feelings. And maybe even because you ate too much and you're even feeling uncomfortable when it comes to some physical sensations. And yeah. if your pathway to deal with negative emotions is food, you just are stuck in that cycle because you create another negative emotion and you might deal with that one with food again. And it's just kind of like you keep being stuck in, in that cycle by unintentionally doubling down your negative emotions. Right. It's like, we're creating this negative feedback loop, right? I feel upset. I mean, like, I cannot tell you how many times in my own journey, I would feel upset that my clothes didn't fit me or that I didn't like my reflection in the mirror, that I felt insecure, or I felt really fatigued and tired. And mm -hmm. then I would feel so hopeless in this, it was like, well, if I'm going to be overweight or if I'm going to have to buy new pants, or if I'm going to be this person that I may as well eat the pizza, I may as well eat the ice cream, mm -hmm. I may as well eat the junk food because I don't want to have to eat salads and still be unhappy in my own skin. Like at least I'm going to enjoy it sort of thing. And then of course, further perpetuating that negative feedback loop of therefore not seeing results and transformation and then being like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep eating pizza for dinner every single night. And it's mm -hmm. really a difficult cycle to break free from. So for our clients that maybe are in this cycle right now and looking to get out, I know a lot of times, like naturally we can break the cycle over the time of happy bod and then happy life squad. But like for clients who now are still kind of in it, maybe they're just starting out or they're still early on in their journey, or they're just now realizing that they struggle with emotional eating. Like how do we begin to break that cycle? Yeah, I think just understanding really what's, what's going on and what you're doing and that you're expecting from food to do something um, that it can't. And I have really good analogy for that. Um, you can imagine that we have two buckets it's my bucket analogy. And one bucket is fuel and one is true needs. And when you eat to manage a particular emotion, you're filling the wrong bucket. Like you need, you have different needs, but you're adding to the fuel bucket and the fuel bucket is overflowing and your true need bucket remains empty. And mm -hmm. your needs are legitimate and important. And when they go unmet for a long time, 
that's when you're going to be experiencing those powerful cravings. Um, so just understanding that food is not giving you what you really need and start looking into what, what is it that you actually want. And emotional eating is automatic and mind, mindless behavior. So the step number one is starting to bring more awareness and more mindfulness into that situation. Oftentimes I even felt like an autopilot when I was emotionally eating, almost like having this foggy brain and just kind of like doing it and only realizing later that all of this happened and what did I actually eat? Mm -hmm. So the first step would be just take a few deep breaths, trying to pause in that situation and just starting to ask yourself questions. You know, what are, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? And if you can have anything in the world right now, what do you need? And it's going to help you realize so much that you're, you're looking for food to do something that it can't. And I was mentioning that um, actually on our uh, last Open Coaches panel that food can only solve one problem, and that is hunger. Um, it doesn't mean that you can never eat when you're not hungry, obviously, but if you keep repeatedly eating and expecting from it and you're going to feel better or you're not going to feel such negative feelings it's not going to be helpful and these cravings are going to keep showing up on and on and on because you're not meeting those actual needs and that's why it's so hard to have just one cookie and move on you keep coming from more and expecting different results mm-hmm. um So definitely mindfulness practices, trying to pause, trying to breathe. And even if you don't manage it in that moment, after it happens, kind of sitting down and as I said, treating as an experiment and asking those questions after, like what exactly happened? What did I do? What was I thinking? What was I feeling? What did I actually really need? And um, you're going to start seeing patterns as you keep doing this consistently. And you're going to find out that it's probably maybe in a specific time in a day, maybe after the whole work day, when you finally unwind, maybe when you're home alone, maybe when you're just like in the mode, like I had a hard day, I deserve this or something bad happened today. I don't want to really think about it. I just want to um, relax. So I think the big first step is start learning more about those situations and what exactly is happening for you. Exactly. Like taking a look at what is the specific need that I have and what's actually going to make me feel better, not just in this moment, but in the long term, right? Because I think that's a difficult part about this is like in the moment, eating the food is filling a need because it's giving you that serotonin, that dopamine hit. It's making you feel better in the moment, but it's short-lived and it's really a long-term sacrifice for short-term pleasure because in the long run, again, we keep going into this negative feedback loop. And so figuring out, well, what's actually going to provide long-term relief? What's actually going to make me feel better, even though it might not feel as fun and stimulating to like sit there and breathe for five minutes or to journal or to message your coach, right? It's choosing the hard thing in the moment so that you can feel better in the long term, as opposed to the autopilot. I know like in my experience, a lot of times when I emotional eat, it's almost like blacking out. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
you don't even really remember it. And half the time we're looking at our phones, we're watching TV, we're not even paying attention to the food that we're eating. And it's just like zoning out. And I think for so many of us, we just like turn to food after a long day where it's like, I just need to shut my brain off Mm -hmm. and not think about anything. And food does that for so many of us. And so, like you said, taking a look at like, what's actually going to make me feel better. And I, you know, I think the last thing for us to really go over with clients is just like, you know, how can they catch themselves either in the moment when they're like mid emotional eating or right before they're kind of at that like crossroads, that turning point of like, okay, I feel emotional or I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel whatever. And I could turn to food right now, or I could do something more constructive. Like how do they make that choice? I think just reminding yourself that it's going to be only short-term reward if you choose that food and the craving is going to come back. And the only way how the craving is going to completely disappear is to give you what you truly need. And um, as you were saying, it does take a little bit more effort and a little bit more um, energy, but in the end, you're going to feel so much better because you're going to give yourself exactly what you need. And also, if you keep doing that on a regular basis, it's not going to be so hard to actually even feel those emotions. Because what happens if we always eat in response to our emotions, our negative emotions are still piled up inside us, whether we realize it or not, and they become bigger and bigger and bigger, and they're harder to deal with. So sometimes we kind of like don't want to open that black bag with those emotions because we know there is so much already gathered there. So if you just allow yourself process it as it comes and um, even allow yourself to feel those emotions. And this might be actually even something motivating to try to do something different in that moment is that most of the emotions, if you allow yourself to experience them and to feel them, most of them will disappear within 20 seconds to two minutes. So if you just sit there and just, maybe acknowledge what are you feeling for example I'm feeling stressed and it's okay to feel stressed and I am not my stress so also acknowledging that it is something you're feeling it is not you um so kind of like understanding that it's something separate from you and reminding yourself that uh, emotions are not permanent you never even if you felt sad you're not feeling sad all the time and even when something happened it eventually went away. Um, and the more you try to fight with it and avoid that emotion, the longer is it going to stay with you. And this obviously depends on the specific emotions, situation scenarios. Certain emotions like grief, obviously that one is not going to go away within two minutes. But more of this, the daily, um, daily maybe stress, exhaustion, you know, feeling anxious, things like that can really, really go away within a little bit when you allow yourself to feel it and actually acknowledge it that this is there. Um, and I like to take a, think of emotions as well as waves in the sea. So when, when a wave is coming at you, it might be looking, you know, big and scary. And if you just allow it to, to come to you, it will slowly basically become smaller and eventually disappear as going back to the sea. Um, 
But if you're only looking at that gigantic wave that is coming at you, um, it, it, you know, it, it might look like it's going to be really hard and scary to, to feel that or to, to experience that. But eventually, if you allow yourself that wave to flow, it's going to, you know, it's going to disappear and it's going to lose all of that strength. Um, yeah. So pairing that with acknowledging what you're feeling and then it's totally valid because all of our feelings are valid no matter if like oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way in that moment. That's not helpful. You are feeling that way for a certain reason. And then pairing it with an um, specific activity that can help you meet your true needs. So for example, if you acknowledge that you're feeling stressed, you gave yourself a moment to, to feel that and to acknowledge that. And then you can ask yourself, so how do I want to feel instead? And if you want to feel calm, what is it that can help you to feel calm? And it could be really something very quick. You can maybe just put headphones on and play some calming music. You can take a shower. Maybe you can, you can take a walk. You can meditate for a little bit, whatever it is for, for you. And then those cravings are going to be completely gone. And I think that's pretty motivating in that moment to choose differently. And in the end, emotional eating has a lot of, you know, um, even negative effects in the end, especially if you are right now uh, on a weight loss journey, a lot of extra weight might be coming from emotional reasons. And I personally lost a lot of weight even without trying because I stopped eating emotionally and I stopped binge eating and I stopped using food when what my body needed wasn't fuel. Um, so I think there are a lot of motivating factors in that moment to choose differently and just reminding that to yourself. And now if you put that little extra effort in that little moment, it's going to have such a big impact on your whole health journey. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I feel like I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, it's just like giving yourself permission to take that pause and celebrate the little victories and focus on, again, like the things that are going to make you feel the best long-term, finding those new coping mechanisms and almost like surrendering to the process and knowing like it's going to take time. Emotional eating takes a while to overcome. So please also listening to this podcast, don't think, okay, I've listened to the podcast. I am fixed now. Because, you know, we all have good days and we have bad days and maybe just like pick one takeaway from this, you know, audio, whether it's like, hey, most emotions disappear within 30 seconds to two minutes. I'm going to wait two minutes before I go into the kitchen or before I order this food or before I get the ball rolling. Or maybe it's the only problem that food solves is hunger. So what is my actual problem? So pick one or two things to focus on and be more conscious of because that's where your long-term sustainable transformation is going to come from. So Coach Martina, is there anything else that you want to share with our clients on this? Yeah, I would just like to share two quick things. First one, that emotional eating is not always just bad and it's not always a problem. We all eat emotionally. The difference is when you are intentionally choosing it and it doesn't turn into an overeating episode, that's okay. And if it happens once in a while and you know you have different coping mechanisms and you are choosing those most of the time. So it is unrealistic to think I'll never eat emotionally once I overcome it. 
I still do it sometimes, but I do it and I choose to do it. And I have maybe a piece of chocolate and I'm able to stop. Like I don't feel controlled by food in that moment. And I know that it's not going to help me. And I still, you know, do all those other things that are needed. So I just want to normalize it as well, that it, it is okay. It just shouldn't be your only um, way of coping or like the most freaking way of coping. And um, second quick little thing, if you just want to start exploring what's happening in um, those moments, um, when you feel maybe, you know, having some cravings, uh, you can just simply ask yourself, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Mm -hmm. And that will help you so much just, just by that one quick thing. And you can have that as a condition, like I can go eat it, but first I'm going to ask myself these questions. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And then I'm going to think about it for a little bit, answer that question, and then I can still choose to eat. So you're not telling yourself, oh, I can't eat these cookies or whatever the food it is. So you're not banning yourself from actually doing that. You're just putting that condition before you do so. I love that. Just literally asking myself, how am I feeling? What's going on? And where do I go from here? Right? Yeah. And obviously, if you need any additional support, I'm always here. All the coaches are always here. It is very deep and complicated topic. So definitely, you know, ask for any support on on that journey, additional resources. We also have um emotional eating journal prompts here at Jen's gym that I created um so your coach can always send you those as well if you want to explore this topic more yes absolutely so if you are struggling with this like please reach out ask for help tell us how we can help and tell us what you need because we literally only know when you tell us so thank you so much coach Martina for coming in and sharing about emotional eating today I am so so very grateful for you. If you enjoyed this episode, send Coach Martina some love or come to her office hours and tell her how amazing it was or just let us know in your weekly check-in form. I hope that you ladies have the most amazing, incredible week and always, always, always remember squad that the best is yet to come.